Black Lives Matter. She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the Misdirected Mark Network. Episode 141 is brought to you by our patron, Landon Smith. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Listening to episode 141 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. Hello, all. I'm Andy, and on today's episode, my co-host Cinda and I are joined by our friend Betsy to continue our playthrough of a cool and lonely courage. Some content notices: Nazis, World War II, imprisonment, concentration camps, the Holocaust, police raids assassination, interrogation, and homophobia. On the first episode of this series, 140, we have a list of resources to help you end white supremacy in our time now. Today's show note features background readings on the historical women of the SOE, including the heroines of SOEF section, Britain's Secret Women in France by Beryl E. Scott, and Lonely Courage by Rick Stroud. This game is one of the most intense emotional experiences I have had in my 15 years or so of playing RPGs. I cried while playing, and I cried while editing. We dedicate this game to all of the women of the Special Operations Executive. Not a single one of them broke in interrogation. It is my hope that their memories live on and see a world where their type of cool and lonely courage is not needed. There were moments of calm between the storms of activity. Sometimes the Nazis were on the move and everyone had to lay low. Or the weather meant that plans had to be postponed. This interlude is an opportunity to remember more about what it was like living with the people in your circuit, living with the local people nearby, finding out about small acts of resistance or betrayal or affection. How are you affected by the people around you, and how do you affect them? We now have a quiet moment, scene of a quiet moment. Scared for Senda's card. I know I am too. <laughs> it is the it's okay, I'm just... Can we switch cards if black, I get a red one and she gets cards. a black one? No, it's fine. We it know this has a tragic diamonds. end. Oh, thank you. You have goodness. a successful interlude. But Andy <laughs> has a misfortune. It is the eight of clubs. I have the five of spades. Oh, dear. I feel like my moment is probably going to be with Genevieve. I am playing, I'm spending a lot of time with her, and I think. We didn't ever set the season, so I'm going to say there's a a blizzard. Mm-hmm. I guess we were eating outside just a little bit ago, but whatever. So I think more like torrential downpour, right? There's flooding. Sure. I'm not able to go out or do anything. And I think that in that storm, and it's going to take a while for the roads to dry out, Genevieve and I 
have actually been spending a lot of time together. And I've been able to... It's not a love card, Andy. It's a success card. (laughs) Well, you know, it depends on how you see love. (laughs) What I've been able to do is actually really talk to someone about Pierre and kind of have the moments to express my feelings about him and how proud I am to be here doing something that he that was for a cause that he believed in enough that he died for it too. And that I have volunteered to try and take that across the finish line because maybe together we can still like just accomplish the, the end goal, be a part of accomplishing the end of this war. So I think, I think that there's several days that just look like quiet contemplation reading and then like spending time by the fireplace with Genevieve, maybe with sewing or a book or something like that, that is like actual moments of quiet and calm that I maybe haven't actually had since I heard that Pierre had passed away. I will just leave it as narration. Okay. Yeah. So may I ask, um, just really briefly, Mm, potentially, (laughs) or not briefly, but probably briefly. Would you mind telling us a little bit about Pierre? I met him when he was on a trip to London, and he was also a journalist. So he was covering a story at the beginning of the war, just as things were starting to break out. He was working for a French newspaper, and, and I was covering a lot of the same stories for, for, for a British newspaper, and we just hit it off really well. And I had spent some childhood time in France, so it didn't take me very long to pick up French, and he he wanted me to speak it better. So I spent a lot of time learning it so that we could communicate equally well in both languages. So it was was one of those just instances where there was a lot of chemistry kind of at first sight, and it meant that we could do so many things together because our, our work was frequently sending us to the same places. We were covering a lot of the same things. We were able to discuss all of these momentous political events together. And then we got married. And and it was, I mean, it was, we were both a little bit older to be getting married and that we already kind of had careers and, and that sort of thing. It was very much a marriage of two very like-minded individuals. But when they started calling for soldiers, he he couldn't stay behind especially because we we knew very well a lot of the stuff that was going on because we'd been covering it for the newspapers and so he he told me that he had to go and i i mean it was terrible it was very awful but i supported him in that decision because i understood why why he had to you know and i was just hoping every day that i wouldn't get the message that i got it was very shortly after it was a memorial service it it wasn't a burial because soldier yeah it, but it was shortly after that that i made the same decision that he did so you weren't married for very long not very long <laughs> probably like what a year yeah a little yeah. bit of a whirlwind romance yeah senda specializes in the whirlwind whirlwind romances but that was that was Pierre, Pierre Dubois. A better man you would never meet. I don't really have a an idea other than being discovered with Helga, but I don't want to do that yet. 
So you may want to look at the, there are these suggestions near the end, which may sort of spark you. Which, uh, did you get clubs or spades? Yeah, I got a club. I have a thought for mine. One of the things that happens is we get these packets of news and information and photographs and a package of photographs that includes some photos near Poland. And to my enormous surprise, I see a, you know, one, one of destruction. There's a, a, some recognizable bodies in the destruction of this hospital oh, no. and church. One of the, um, one of the bodies is of uh, Sister Elise, who taught me French when I was young. And I think I'd like to have the scene be with Armand as I'm just sitting in the basement and weeping. Do you want Armand again or would you like me to take him? You can take him. Marie Elise, are you are you hurt? What's wrong? I know I'm supposed to be somebody different here, but you know I named myself for her. The woman in the picture? Yes. She was Well, I thought someday I might follow in her footsteps. You still might. Mhm. <laughs> And maybe I shall. Look, she, um, she obviously passed away trying to take care of people, which is uh, the best way for anyone to go right now, trying to do the right thing. It's probably how I'm going to go. It is. It's probably how we're all going to go. Exactly. Her, her heart was so big and she she embodied the Lord's compassion I only hope I can do that I think the key right now is that uh there's lots of people who, who think what we need is just strength and, and, and bravery and, and all of that. But, uh, and he puts his, uh, his hand on your, on your shoulder. I think compassion right now is maybe even more important. And, uh, I know I haven't known you very long yet, but I think you've got it too. I will lean into him 
and let my tears fall on his shoulder. <sighs> You're not going to be a nun, honey. You don't know I am. I might. We don't know. I think what might happen is maybe Leon discovers I've been withholding some of the money. And so the the misfortune that happens is he realizes that I don't fully trust mm-hmm. them, which then, of course, makes him not want to trust me. Right. So I think that we might have another scene of Leon waiting for Celine in the hotel room with just like a pile of cash casually, mm-hmm. like on the little stand nightstand. We received a request for funds. They told us we had more than you brought. Oh, no, I brought all of them. I see that you've found them. In your wardrobe. Usually a safe place, but apparently not. For a man obsessed with thinking women only talk of brassiers. What do you need this for brassiers or affairs of the heart I just thought it was prudent to withhold some of the money in case in case I needed to make a quick escape or there was some other emergency I wasn't told to give you all of the money that that wasn't in my orders directly well, they need it now in, in a village two hours away. What do they need it for? What else, bribes? All of it? All of it. Are you withholding more? No, except for some pocket change that I got from selling dark lipstick today. Would you like that, too? We may need it. Did you grow up poor, Leon? I think most in the resistance did. So I think you can appreciate my caution. I was never taught to give away money easily, even to those we trusted. Because you never knew when you were going to get more. And I am not in a comfortable position to be with a family that can assure that I have bread to eat. Well, you've missed an opportunity today, young lady. To be part of a family. Is that what this is? I thought this was a resistance. You do not see the resistance as a family. Maybe it doesn't see you that way either. Well, you have the power to reassign me. We'll see. Right now we need you. We need you more than we need to like you. Scene. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, just end that puppy. Yeah, that's a great (laughs) Yeah, that's a great ending. God, how many people how many people have I worked with that I thought that about? Like, 
we don't need to get along to work together well. Why are you making this difficult? It's a great relationship that you've... Uh... I loved Senda when I was like, like I thought this oh wasn't resistance. God, and she just like no. held her hand over her heart and was like, ah. <laughs> D- dang it, Denise. Hmm. You, you can open your no, heart to someone. No. no, she can't. I haven't blown anything up yet. <laughs> I haven't shot anything either. We, we do have some time okay. ahead of us. Because something went wrong. And you were captured. This is the chapter where it happens. Maybe you were a wireless operator and they zeroed in on your position. Uh, maybe you made a stupid mistake that gave you away when crossing the road. Uh, because you looked the wrong way. Maybe your papers were wrong. Maybe a collaborator betrays you to the Nazis. Maybe your love for the wrong person leads you to the wrong place at the wrong time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Maybe somebody who is important to you dies in the scene. This is the scene where you are captured. Senda. Six of diamonds. Boy, it's your capture. No, no, I mean, that part's going to happen. But like, it's, 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 it's complicated that I'm getting all the good cards in scenes that are inevitably bad. Well, remember, you can be captured, but still oh, manage still to, you know, get yeah, the message yeah. off or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You can yeah. do the thing. You just die. Not yet. Just captured. Right. Sorry, well, not die. Mm-hmm. Andy, nine of diamonds. And me, king of clubs. Yike. <laughs> yike, yike, yike. You know, I forgot we killed Gaston and I didn't do that, so... Oh yeah. I have a pretty straightforward one that I don't think needs Mm -hmm. to be role played. Okay. Leon doesn't trust me. I mean, I'm having an affair with the wife of a German officer. Why wouldn't he trust me? Mm. And so he gives me a simple choice: kill Commandant Storm, or don't come back. Denise is waiting in the Sturm house. I think Helga's upstairs. You know, maybe a little uh, indiscreet at the moment. And mm-hmm. when Commandant Storm comes, comes in, she just fires off a shot before he could even take his hat off. Before he even realizes that she's there. But she's not yeah. quite quick enough before Helga comes to see what the shot was. And oh boy, I think Helga takes one look at the scene. I mean, there's a, there's literally a smoking gun in her and hand. Her husband lying dead on the floor. Uh-huh. And her husband yeah. lying dead on the floor. And yeah, she calls for the uh, Gestapo. So while yeah. Commandant Storm has been assassinated. Uh-huh. They definitely figured out with the resistance. <laughs> they might have noticed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually that I mean maybe that would be good to role play the um with a Helga, Helga discovering. discovery. Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah. That might be fun. Betsy has this look on her you, face. It's like, well, we should you, do that. Do you want to be Helga? <laughs> you have a very excited face, or I am very happy to again, Elsa. 
I I think if you want to, you should. I just want to. I just want to see. You just want to see it. All right, let's do it. I want to see if Helga forgives her. Is what I want to see. I I uh, running running down the stairs. <laughs> Wait, Denise, Denise, are you okay? Are you uh, Celine? Uh, sorry. Stop referring Sorry. to yourself as the wrong name in your head, and then I will use the right name for you in person. <laughs> Celine, Celine, are you all right? I heard gunshots. I heard uh, uh, gunshots. Are you? <gasps> Quick, give me a German first name. Fritz. Fritz. My God, you've. My God, you've killed Fritz. I hide the gun you've behind ki- me. You killed. Fritz, what is what? What have you done? I, I did it for love. You, I've known you for a week. <laughs> you were never going to leave him for me. No, you're right. What was I you're to do? Right. I wasn't because he's the commandant, and he didn't care. He was just going to keep leaving, and you could keep coming. And why did you care? I think because I love you in silence is when Helga runs to the to the window and throws the window open and starts just screaming, help, help, murder. (laughs) Like, what would you yell to get the Gestapo to come? That something. I feel like murder is pretty good. Assassins, assassins. The commandant is dead. I think assassins a little melodramatic. So you do you, though? (laughs) Celine <laughs> drops the gun and is going to try to run. Yeah. Um, and Helga's going to stop Helga, her, I think. Helga um, ends up standing in front of the door with her arms oh. over the door. You can't Helga, leave. This- you can't leave. You murdered him. You're going to let, you're going to let them take me to prison? You, I, I thought we were in love. You murdered my husband. Why would you do that to me? So that we could be free to be together, of course. I thought that you actually cared about me. And she puts one hand on your cheek. Sit down your cheek. And there's the sound of soldiers approaching yep. from outside. So Celine is just going to look at her and touch her face gently and say, remember, circles away from your nose. that was my gesture for my heart breaking but you know shatter 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 oh that was so good i get it send i get why you play these characters oh it's so delicious break my heart give me your delicious feels i want to eat them like an emotional vampire <laughs> that that wasn't creepy at all. Uh, oh boy. I wrote some gnome stew articles about this. So cool, the commandant's, cool, the commandant's dead. dead. Do with that what you will. Whew. I don't know what rank commandant actually is, so I have no idea what he did, but he's dead. Do you have a thought, Betsy? I have a half formed thought that I can try to fully form out loud. <laughs> um, unless you have something on the tip of your tongue, well, it's not on the tip of my of my tongue. It's it's a little farther back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I am too. 
Um, okay, I, I'm going to do the thing where um, I will just start saying things and we'll see, kind of see, see where it goes. Where it goes Help yeah. me out. Please feel free to contribute. So I, I'm seeing this scene. So this is a success, but it is my capture. I'm, I am I would like to involve explosions of dynamite. So I'm kind of seeing this scene as uh, some sort of situation in which Gustav and I were sent on mm-hmm. a mission. Something goes wrong I have to basically send him off and then stay personally to set off the dynamite to destroy whatever the thing was or distract the troops or I'm not sure what the it's a train oh it's a train oh my gosh it's a train and a bridge and a bridge it's a it's a train of supplies (gasps) oh yes you need to blow up the bridge but you need to do it when they're close enough that they can't stop right Fantastic. Let me tell you what, trains. trains. But the unexpected part is I think I think the Gestapo shows up. So Probably. he gets out and I don't. Is there an interesting part of that scene that we should play with me and Gustav? Does anybody have any thoughts on that part? I feel like potentially finding realizing that they're coming and sending him off. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's the delicious. Part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you're understanding why it's delicious now. This is why I'm playing cartel, girl. <laughs> <laughs> delicious. <laughs> so I'm happy to uh, play Gustav. Okay. Or Betsy, I you weren't in the last round. Do you want to be in this one? No, you should be Gustav. I've I've spent a lot of time being uh, Leon. Okay. Then. Be Gustav. Andy. I'm like looking at you, but I realize we're, you know, digital, so you don't actually know that. Right. I mean, I, can, I guess I can look at you through, but, you, but then I can't actually see you. still wouldn't be able to tell who my eyes were looking at. That's... Yeah. Oh, that's fair, <laughs> yes. So. Uh, so I think we are... I think we must be under, like, the first crenellation of the bridge before it goes off over yes. the... Riv- it's way river? better. Sure. River. It's a it's a sudden yeah, drop. Yeah, it's a sudden drop to the river, but I think so I think we're under it like kind of on the beachy part, the sandy part before like where the water rises when it mm-hmm. gets, you know, really full, but it's not super duper full right now. It's just mostly full. Right. So I think that I've set like the last stick of dynamite. We've we've set everything up and we're running the cable down and the plan is to run the cable down and then be far enough away. So we're like running it down and then like across the beach and, and I'm, I've got one side of the big spool of cable in my hand and you've got the other side of the big spool of cable mm-hmm. and we're rolling it out. How did a beautiful woman like you become so equ- well equipped with explosives like these? It's, they're just, it's my favorite. They're just my favorite. I really like the... Look, it's very powerful and effective and sudden, and there's something really satisfying about that to me. It's also... It can stop big stuff, like this train, right? I mean, what's what's better than that? Yes. Hey! Hey, you! Over there! Oh, no. Merd. Who is that? Uh, he's, he's wearing... He's wearing, uh... German... Oh, no. Uh... All right, you 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 stay here. You get everything ready. I will distract them. No, Gustav, them. go, go. And, no, I can't leave go. you here. 
No, you. I will distract them, and you. You finish this. Run, damn you! Just run. And so that's the moment the train is going. And there's the guy now running towards us with some other people that he's grabbed. We're not very far from the bridge, and I push you away from me. And then I just drop the wick, the cable. Thank you. I drop it and I light it. And then I run after you, but I'm like way far behind you. And that is, and then that's how they catch me. But behind me, train into the water. Big explosions. Turns out the train's holding more explosives. Oh my gosh! It's an armament. So great big explosions. Yeah. Great big explosions. So, so they're that was super you, huh? mad. You you were responsible that for that me. armament shipment going down. Yeah, that was me. Uh, that's the stuff of it legends. It was big. It was very big. It was such a big resistance moment. Every, all the resistance uh-huh. folks are talking about it. Wow. That was the big thing that I accomplished. That was for Pierre. That bridge. That train. Uh-huh. That was for Pierre. I think actually that explosion is all anyone can talk about in my town. It was a major setback for the Nazis. I actually think it was something as simple as talk around the clinic that sunk me. Because Dr. Flameau, Vichy loyalist, was bemoaning the loss. And I could not bring myself to agree with him. Can't lie. But Dr. I mean, but Dr. Surely... Surely those those weapons would have been used to cause more injuries. Injuries to the enemy, not injuries to our own. We're not even in a battle zone here. We wouldn't have seen any of those injuries. But isn't our mission to save lives? The first vow of every doctor is first do no harm. But that is a vow that doctors take in peacetime. A wartime doctor knows sometimes harm is necessary. Even a good doctor in peacetime knows sometimes you have to cut the cancer out in order to stop it. You, know, you bemoan lives. What about the lives of the men on that train? I, I, I mourn for, for them as well. I know that uh, many nurses have soft hearts, but you know, you, you, you have to grow accustomed to this. Otherwise, you won't last long in the field. As the nun said, we can only pray that their souls will be in heaven. But unfortunately, we remain on Earth. Ursiter. 
percentage. Narrow side eye. Mm-hmm. Just, just enough suspicion mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. to get you in trouble. At that point, as I'm leaving the clinic, I realize what I've said. And it's that moment that I realize what I've said when I'm asked for my papers. And they're just not good enough. And that's it. Something as simple as a spelling mistake or a smudge somewhere where there shouldn't be. And they would have been checked if I hadn't said the wrong thing. Because everybody assumed that somebody else had checked mm-hmm. them in the first place. Is that That's our three, right? We've caught up with our story. Because here the focus returns to the here and now for us. Not so much flashbacks as our experiences here together in prison. We've now encountered each other before being shipped off to a concentration camp or for medical experimentation. The interrogators are merciless in their attempts to gain information from us. Uh, Sometimes they try to charm prisoners. Prisoners are always prepared for brutal interrogation. We will not play out an interrogation itself. That is uh, beyond our lines in advance. We may, however, talk about what happened, what we're facing here, deal with the aftermath of being interrogated. We have to decide whether to hold on to our cover stories or lie to each other. Maybe you break. In real life, none of them broke. Not a single SOE woman broke in interrogation. Maybe we attempt to escape and are recaptured. Maybe we injure a guard and are beaten for it. Maybe we encourage fellow prisoner and help them keep things together. Maybe we see one of our friends suffer or be executed. So this is what happens in prison. Senda, your card is the Ace of Diamonds. Oh, man. You have a lot of diamonds. Andy, your card is the Two of Diamonds. I swear I shuffled these. My card, the Five of Hearts. Interesting. I don't quite know what to do with that information. So we don't get out of prison. Nope. We don't actually escape. We cannot escape. We can experience an, a success in trying to escape, but we can't escape. We can experience a success in misleading, giving misinformation, an interrogation, or helping other prisoners hold it together. Well, I can think of a success weirdly but um i want to i want to clear it first because it is uh it's not great (laughs) because celine was lovers with helga like had that been discovered she would have been already shipped off 
to a concentration camp. So I think her success is convincing them that she was in love with Commandant Storm and that he wasn't going to leave his wife for her. So she killed him out of a jealous rage. I think that that's her cover story. Whether or not they buy it, they at least um, buy it enough to not question that it was her and Helga who were involved. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Yeah. Well, what I think is beautiful about it is it actually, for all of its, for all of its tragedy, it actually saves Helga too. Um, because Helga would immediately have been captured and shipped away as well. So because that would have happened in interrogation, I think we don't need to actually roleplay anything, but I think that that is, that's not only the story she gives the soldiers, that's the story she gives everybody else. And maybe because Marcel was in the same town, she might, have an inkling to the truth, but I mean, she ain't going to talk. Right, Marcel? Yeah. Not a bit. I think... I'm actually kind of choked up right now. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, and the self-sacrifice of sacrificing your truth is a big one. I have a thought, but I want to give you space to experience the feels first. So I think that my success, because I also have a success card. When we blew up the bridge, they did end up catching Gustav too. They just caught up with him later Uh than me. We were close enough together that we actually enacted an escape plan. That we were going out, I think through the sewers, because that's what you do, right? You go out through Uh the sewers. So we had found a way to basically sneak into the sewer system, been working on it for quite a while. When we enacted that plan, there was one 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 piece of ground that we had to cross that was out of the sewers again before we could get back underground. It was a place that most of the time, they watched it pretty closely, but like if you timed it just right, then no one would be looking that direction. I sent Gustav first. And he got across and he gave me the signal on the other side. When I went, somebody turned around at the wrong time and saw me, but Gustav got out and I got him out. That's a huge success. That's a success. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was an ace. I don't know if the numbers mean anything, but it felt bigger Mm -hmm. because it was an ace. So I went big. That's right. The numbers don't mean anything except to what they mean to us, which is exactly right. Right. <laughs> Good. Perfect. There's a strange sort of revelation for Marie Elise as she's in prison. And has been telling you these stories. And that is that actually all of these stories have really been about Armand as much as they've been about anything else. She, she knows it's mixed feelings about it. She talks to you. She knows that what's 
what's most notable about your stories is the love that they displayed, that Marcel was so motivated by love for Pierre that she would risk her life and make such an enormous difference to the war effort. And that's all because of love. And that Celine would give up her love, give up her freedom for love as the story t is told. And then maybe there's, maybe there's something to this love thing that isn't about something far away, but is also about something nearby. And so when she sees across the camp that Armand was also captured, she writes a note of love. And passes it to a guard who they say is friendly and hopes it gets across the camp. And indeed, the next morning, as they stand by the muddy window, can't be sure. She thinks she sees Armand look up across the fence toward, her, toward the women's area. See. So at this stage, each one of us has one card remaining in our hand. And we need to choose what to do with that card. You each secretly choose whether to keep it to yourself or donate it to another player. If you've been playing blind, as we have, you can keep this bl card blind too. Uh, or we can choose to look at it. Looking at the card may make your choice harder, though. <laughs> Once all the donations have been finalized and players give the reason for their donations, see how many cards you have in your hand. Those who have two or more cards of any suit escape and find their way back to Britain. Those with no cards die straight away perhaps giving their lives to arrange an escape or perhaps executed mercilessly as a result of something they did, which helped someone else escape. Right? But when you, if you have zero cards, it means that you helped someone and died. A short narrative of how an escape or execution takes place can be given, should you wish. If you have one card, you'll be sent from prison to a concentration camp. If that card is a black card, you are executed there. If that card is a red card, you survive to the end of the war. It's 
scarred physically and mentally, but a survivor. A short narrative of your death or how you survive is appropriate. After this, there will be an epilogue. But now we have to decide what to do with our cards. And I'll ask first, does either of you want to see your card? I also don't want to see my card. <laughs> I don't want to see it. We should probably say yeah, we're no all be- instead of just shaking yeah. our heads. All these visual yeah. gestures. Sorry, That's I'm great little, radio that I'm we're doing here. Choked up. I know. Yeah. The visual gestures on the audio podcast. Do, are we, do we need to reveal it at the same time or... Uh, I think we can just tell each other and trust each other not to change it at this point. I know what I'm doing. I have to give a tiny bit of thought to what I'm doing. Nothing that either of you two are going to do is going to change what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Now who wants to go first? (laughs) Marie-Elise, I'm giving you my card. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're young enough and you have a lot of compassion and um, just life left to give the world. I don't. I'm giving my card to Marie Alice as well. Oh, God. As someone who has known love and as someone who was willing to die for the love of their country it would be an honor however i go to go but i think that marie elise and her compassion um and her love need a chance to grow and to flourish oh my god i'm giving my card to Celine, who's so inspiring whose love is so inspiring and whose who just needs someone to show her that trust is okay. And Marie Elise has that trust. How how do you two help Marie-Elise escape? We've already tried the sewers, right? This time, I think we've got two of the bars loose on one of the upstairs windows. And if you're small enough, you can fit through and you can climb out onto the roof. And from the roof, you can make your way if you're careful, very careful along the top of the wall and then out over the edge from there off and away. Please feel free to jump in on this, Andy, with, with how Celine is, is contributing. I'm just going to keep going unless you say something. So I think, I think what actually happens, if I can presume for you, I feel like what happens is like Celine every day is going by that window like Celine and and uh, and Marcel both going by that window and loosening those bars, basically. There's just a moment when um, when Marie Elise and Marcel are alone together. There's just like one of those faded moments where everyone is looking away, 
right? And that just doesn't happen very often. And that's like, we, I can't wait and call anyone else. We can't do anything else. There isn't time. It's one of those moments where you just have to go and you have to go right now. And I think what happens is you're off and away and I'm about to climb out of the window and that's when they come back. But they don't know that anyone had already gone. So they don't know to look for you. Yeah, I got a lot of people out apparently. It's okay. I'm going to go be with Pierre. And I don't think that I necessarily want to narrate any further with her execution than that. I, I yeah. wouldn't want to hear it. But No, I think yeah. that's just where we're going to stop. <laughs> Uh, I will add Celine probably caused a distraction. That's why everybody was looking away. Oh, yes, away. perfect. I don't know what kind of distraction, but she caused it. Oh, what's the stupidest thing you can do? Uh, grab a guard's gun? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Make a make a loud noise and grab a guard's gun. Yeah. But that also would be why she gets a different kind of punishment. Thank you. I guess uh, there is a real advantage to being inconspicuous. Mm -hmm. I haven't looked at your card, Andy, but you should. Okay. Each of us should describe what happened next. For those who escaped or survived, what did they go on to do? For those who died, who remembered them or honored them? Well, I feel like Celine's is fairly straightforward now. So she did something real stupid. She, gra <laughs> she grabbed a guard's gun, probably fired it at the wall to draw attention, and she was sent to a concentration camp. Whether it was the cold or the hunger or the brutality, uh, that is where she died. But she never Sorry. broke. She never broke. There is a quiet little cemetery in London, uh, just a very small one, kind of out of the way. And there was a stone there before that had Pierre Dubois on it. Just a little one. Now there's one right next to it that is also Anna Dubois. Did Genevieve survive to visit it? Yeah, I think she did. So we can have a moment where it is, of course, raining. Genevieve is standing there looking at both of them and just lays a flower, I think. Maria Elise makes it out. She... Was pulled back to England quickly by the new leader of her cell or circuit. Although she keeps asking to be sent back to the front, they keep not sending her. And the war ends. 
and she continues to live in Britain. And she never joins an order. She never falls in love with another man either. Years later, she's in her 50s, and there's a knock at her front door. And she opens it, and there's a man that she doesn't recognize at first. And all he says is, I got your note. written that thank you that's absolutely beautiful end of game so we're all probably going to take a minute to debrief but quickly just before we do that betsy thank you so very much for coming and facilitating for us i was gonna say a delight but like it's not really that kind of game is it (laughs) You know, it, it's a, it is a, it felt like a, it is a wonderful experience. It felt like a delight to bring to life women who felt like real people. And thank you for, for bringing those women to life that we, yeah, thank you. Well, and we can't know many of the stories of the women of the SOE. And so we, we honor them in this way. Thank you for joining us for episode 141 of She's a Super Geek. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. You can find music, tour dates, and merchandise online, kieranstrange.com, or on Twitter at kieranstrange. You can find out more about She's a Super Geek at sasgeek.com, or on Twitter at sasgeekpodcast. Please join us after our ending music, for a remembrance of the women of the Special Operations Executive F section. in memory of the women of the Special Operations Executive F section. I apologize for any mispronunciations. Lorraine Aid, Francine Agarzian, Julianne Eisner, Vera Atkins,
Madeleine Barclay, Yvonne Basten, Yolanda Beekman, Denise Bloch, Andre Borel, Sonia Butt, Muriel Book, Blance Charlet, Yvonne Carmillo, Alex Duuneville, Madeline Derriman, Lise DeBasak, Elizabeth Devereaux Rochester, Yvonne Fontaine, Virginia Hall, Mary Herbert, Jeanette Julianne, Noor Khan, Marguerite Knight, Phyllis Latour, Madeleine Lavang, Cecily Lafort, Vera Lay, Elaine Nearn, Jacqueline Nearn, Patricia O'Sullivan, Sonia Olskensky, Elaine Puman, Ann Robertson, Lillian Rolfe, Deanna Rowden, Yvonne Rudelat, Odette Sansom, Christiana Scarbeck, Violette Sasbo, Marie Theresa Lachine, Helen Thorman Bier, Nancy Wake, Anne Marie Walters, Odette Wylan, Pearl Witherington.